Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We got to get these doggies. They're out of the pen. We got to get them back in the pen. In the pen. In the pen. We got to get them over to the last podcast network country jamboree, June 18th, 2022 at the Ryman Auditorium in Nashville, Tennessee. Come and check out all the shows that you love on the last podcast network. We'll be in front of you in our meat space and we cannot wait to entertain you and have a great time. But for those of you that can't come in person, go to momenthouse.com slash LPOTL and buy your live stream ticket. Yes. Yes. You, too, can watch us perform our jangly country jamboree from the nudity of your couch. Absolutely fantastic. I hope you guys enjoy the show. Thank you so much for your support. And we are so excited to be at the OG Grand Old Opry. Hail yourselves. Content warning for discussions briefly of domestic violence and also trauma towards and of native people and Hispanic people. Someplace underneath. I did it, Natalie. I deleted my dating apps. And not because I found the man, not because I found my husband, because I went on a date and it was no good. No bueno. No bueno. So I left. I got in the car, deleted it. Bye. I I am a little bit prejudiced. I think that you should not be on dating apps. And that's just my personal opinion. So I'm glad. Thank you. I'm a little bit I was only on the the beginning end of dating apps. So uh-huh. I think I had Tinder. And um, I don't know. It's weird. It's weird because, you know, you see five photos of somebody, but you don't know their personality. And I think like we were just talking, I think this guy's like really depressed. Yeah. Like, yeah. I and, was just like, oh, you know, I got to go. Like, he, I don't know. I had to leave. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, I, we've, I think we said this on the show before. You need to like smell a person. Yeah. You know the pheromones. Mm-hmm. You need to smell the pheromones. Yeah. I'm like... I know age is just a number unless you're trying to have sex with kids. But like <laughs> some people are, I, I think of myself as young and fun. Mm-hmm. And like, I like to learn new things. Mm-hmm. And like, 
This person was just kind of old. I'm just an old man. But He's not. 34 years right, old. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I. that's very unattractive. I me. know, just me and just hanging out. He has a recliner. It was me and my recliner, which is like perfect dude life. But like, I like zest. You know what I mean? Yeah, get that, get that boring ass plain noodle man out of there. You need somebody with some spices. Something. He said something and I was just like, Okay, bye. Ew, he sounds so gross. Dude, welcome to Someplace Underneath. I'm Natalie Jean. I'm Amber Nelson. Um, no shade to anybody who is on dating apps, owns a dating app, invested in dating apps, married their husband off a dating app. It works for some people. Um, yeah, it's... Sure. It's fine. And I'm sure that dude is fine. He has his own life. We're just I don't not know. I compatible. Think he's a fucking piece of shit. I hate him. <laughs> You're listening right now. Don't ever text her again. Yeah. No, you're you'll you're gonna find a much better person. It's all good. I think he's just doing his own thing. You know, and then it's you got this. You're like this great woman. Can't find the good dude that you you hope for, and yet Sherry Papini. <laughs> I like the tie-in. <laughs> great job, Natalie. Thanks, thanks. I'm getting really tight. Um, she gets Keith. You know, I mean. Oh, by the way, I had to f- let you know, we mentioned it on the show last week, there is a Christmas tree picture. Oh, right. And it is a tree that... It, it's it is very um, cultivated. Yes. There's no pictures of kids on that tree. There's also the them standing in f- or ne- kneeling weirdly in front of it. Um, like matching outfits. Matching you know she outfits. made him do that. Yes. It's just so, um, gr- it's just like, ugh. I know, but she's still pretty though. That's the oh, thing. Yeah, she's, she's hot. Very, she's you know? very pretty. Good for her. Yes. I don't know. She found love. I can't find love, Natalie. Do I have to be crazy? I mean, you could probably pull a Keith if you if you want to just become a, a facade like her. A lie? Yeah. Right. Um, so we can, you can go for that. Okay. I'll just lie. That's great. Thank you. <laughs> yep. Um, uh, that's what I'm here for. Uh, so yes, Sherry's head is a web of tangles and secrets. If you remember from the last episode, she is a cuckoo. And we don't really know why exactly. I don't know if we'll ever know um, where, whether it was nature or nurture. Uh, it's pretty difficult to, to discern with Sherry. I do find it curious what, how this happens to people and how tiring it must be to be living double lives. I can't even live my own life. I can't lie. Yeah. I can barely keep up with the truth. Yeah, I can't. Just even the idea of cheating and stuff just seems so much, so time consuming. Too much. Who, are the, who is the schedule? Do you need, you need a Google calendar of like when you're going to go on your, your trysts? That's not very sexy. No. I want to spend time with somebody. That, and I tend to tell the same stories over and over again. So they would just be like, shut up, like multiple people. <laughs> the same stories. Multiple people would be like, it's Amber, the, we know. We, t- we know. It's we the know. taking the money out of the till. Because I've listened to podcasts and I think I've mentioned it like five times. <laughs> and also that in college they had 25 cent oyster night. I say that story I mean, listen, all Amber, the time. You, have, you talk into a microphone a lot of hours a week. Eventually, yeah. some of the stories are going to come up again. That's you know? all good. I'm like a lady. I'm, let me tell you my 25 cent oyster story again. But you have good stories. Thank you. I say you keep telling them. They're like your greatest hits. <laughs> um, so, yeah. 
this photo, this photo shoot of her in front of the Christmas tree is just blowing my mind. But, you know, even during this photo of this like facade she has on, she was already cheating on her husband uh, and like doing other stuff. And she was when they she first met Keith, she was actually still married to her first husband. Whoa. So, you know, who knows what's going on in there? But her peers did say she was com- like a compulsive liar, even as a teen. So, you know, so strange. We'll get off Sherry, by the way. I, it's unfortunate because I find her interesting and we she that's why she gets the attention and like right. takes the attention. But she, you go back to her, her Pinterest page. She was really on the verge of homesteading. I think she could have actually like channeled a lot of her obvious rage into like being mad at critical race theory and like processed wheat. Right. Like one of those women on like Instagram mm-hmm. or something that's like, come look at me canning today. By the way, different races have different IQs. Right. And you're like, what? We're pickling beets. Right. I think she could have pulled that off and maybe she could have just done that for attention. Maybe. Um, but unfortunately, she was born as an elder millennial and not a midi millennial. And those are the age groups that really can take that off. Now, she's a little bit t- past that point, um, you know, and also she's going to jail. But, right. Oh, and also the compulsive liar thing. Of course, like, I feel like you've always had to be that way. Yeah. You're just used to it. Like, that's life. I just lie and lie. Yeah. And you do wonder, is it because it was a survival tactic in her house or is she the one who's terrorizing her family? It's hard to say. Um, but that's why I don't want kids, because you never know what's going to come out of you. God, what if them? What if your kid turned out to be a fucking asshole? Yeah. What if your kid turned out to be a proud boy or something? Oh, like, my God. Oh man. Last week, we talked about how Sherry seemingly stole somebody else's story and right. made it her own. The other girl. Yes. This week, I want to discuss two women whose stories weren't as sexy uh, by news media standards as Sherry's and received far less coverage. Largely, this was Sherry's fault, though we obviously have a much bigger problem with the way in which stories get highlighted in the news. It's a really tough conundrum, and I've been thinking about it a lot as I'm drifting off to sleep because that's the best time to think about missing women. Right. I keep seeing the same pattern when we cover these quote-unquote less missing and I'm starting to wonder if half of it is that the media doesn't cover it enough when there aren't as many pictures to pull from. People don't connect to the humanity as much when it's just the one photo being shared over and over again. And especially if it's like a low res photo. Got to take all those selfies on Instagram. You're doing it for the coverage. I mean, sadly, it's like really not that far from the truth, I think. Um, And I don't think it's necessarily because humans are just inherently cruel and callous. I do just keep thinking about this photographer who went viral a while back who was taking high-res photos of shelter dogs who weren't getting adopted by putting them in cute costumes and, like, doing photo shoots with them. Oh, fun. And it got the dogs adopted out really quickly. Um, And I'm not obviously comparing these women to dogs, but the fact of these – nobody was looking at these dogs and this woman just took it upon herself to, like – like judge them up a little bit put a little like little tiny dog fur on it or what do you call it a boa yeah a little boa um and it's almost like you have to build a publicity package if you want your loved one's case to be taken seriously because we're all vying for attention 24 7 you know 
And Jeez, this makes me not feel as bad when I like dress up and go take pictures places. You definitely should have as many as you can. Yes, it's always good to look back on it. Yeah, oh yeah. And also, if you go missing, can you can put a lot of photos up on the Only news. put the cute ones up, please. Of course, of course. If a person goes missing and they only have the photos that, you know, is like an ID photo or something from, that's something that doesn't look that fun honestly or if you're frowning yeah it's almost like that there's some psychic part that won't uh, like people just won't look at it interesting and and it's that's not okay it's but it's also i'm not doing this to say pointing fingers at anybody i'm sure i'm guilty of the same thing you know um but it's just a weird like i don't know it's like a cultural phenomenon i guess um so make sure everybody takes lots of pictures of your loved ones yeah. all the time. So, yeah, I think that you just have to f- find the missing person as real and real as and human as possible. And, but, you know, regardless of that, the, the fact that Sherry's done these things makes her actions all the more reprehensible that – she did have all of these staged, cultivated photos. And so it was like perfect to be on the news. It was almost like she prepared oh, right. to be a news story. You know what I mean? It it does sort of, again, like it makes me think, of, I don't mean to make more references, but I this is what been, has been like going through my brain thinking about this is that um, Lori Laughlin in the Felicity Huffman like college admissions case thing yeah. where – you know, you might see one layer of it and be like, oh, that's really shitty they did that. But ultimately, it's actually vile because they don't talk about, uh, like, Olivia Jade, her daughter, doing that thing where she was, like, faking herself in a sport. Like, they photoshopped their kids into, like, rowing teams and stuff right. to get the spots. And then her daughter did a TikTok that was like, honestly, I'm just going to school for the parties. Yeah. I was like, your mom went to jail for you. Yeah. I mean, th- that's from before the jail stuff. That was oh. when she, she was about to go to college. And But it's also just gross watching me. Like, she doesn't even want to go to the school. Yeah. What are you doing? But when you, um, there was some really good journalism done by Gangster Capitalism. They did um, a series on that whole situation and they talked to a woman who was running a program for underprivileged, gifted children to teach them professional rowing so that they could have an edge into the school that they deserved the spot. And whenever kids like Olivia Jade get those spots, those kids who get up at 4 a.m., learn rowing, you know, work a job, keep their grades up in school are like a lot of times minorities, they uh, don't get the spot anymore. And this is fucking what Sherry has done to this woman here that we're about to talk to today, which is like, oh, it's, you know, there's her family's really the only victim. It's no, she took the spot of somebody who actually needed the resources. Wow. And this person is, you know, they have to fight 10 times as hard Mm -hmm. just to survive. Yes. And so, yeah, it's, I hate it. It's so yucky. It's like... It's just repulsive. It's vile. One of the missing women who disappeared almost exactly when Sherry did was a woman named Stacy Smart. So Stacy was local to Sherry's area. She lived less than an hour away from where Sherry and Keith's home was located uh, in an area called Lewiston. Stacy's children, her siblings and mother all lived nearby and they all remained in close contact all the time. They 
they had a, like a family unit that they were, you know, friendly and hung out oh, with each other. I like that. Yeah. Um, however, Stacy and her family perhaps weren't as flashy as the tiny blonde Sherry was for the news. For one, the family would be considered more of a working class family as compared to Sherry's polished suburbia. Stacy is middle aged. She is in her mid 50s or would be right now. She is also half native. Um, her mother is an elder of the Wiat tribe, which is a tribe that is local to the land now known as Humboldt County. Europeans first made contact with that tribe in the early 1800s, and the, where Sherry's family is now is still where that tribe was a uh, part of that area. Oh. Yeah. So, so she's like, like been there, her family's been there thousands of years. Yes, essentially. Huh. Um, so yeah, the Europeans first came over and quote unquote discovered it. <laughs> and then by the 18, mid 1800s, the gold rush was happening. So there essentially was a massacre of most of their tribe, um, mostly because they were in the way. Oh, get out of the water. Uh, give me the, I, we want the gold. You're being annoying. So oh. they basically just killed most of them. By 1900, there were only actually 100 of the tribe's people left. Oh, my God. So Stacey's mom being an elder is really important to their heritage. And her ancestors really faced a lot of violence and adversity, but, you know, managed to carry their, their bloodline and their heritage on to modern day. Now, Stacy is one of the few left of that heritage. So, it's, you know, it's just an extra sad little part of their family story. Already these facts... You know, her age, her social status, and her heritage combined put her at a disadvantage for airtime. Once you put Sherry into the mix, forget about it. She's not going to get the, the time of day. And Stacy was reported missing by one of her daughters on the same exact day that Sherry pulled off her kidnapping. Oh, wow. Yeah. So this, this reporting of her being missing actually happened two weeks after trying to get a hold of Stacy. She was close with her family. Her daughter, Nicole Santos Haman, who's been one of the more forward-facing members of her family as far, the as far as the media goes, says she's sick to her stomach about how much the detective and media resources were wasted on Sherry in her bid for attention in the weeks that followed the two women being reported missing. Oh, my God. Because at the time, she, she, I'm sure she's like, oh, this blonde bitch is taking it all. And then when she found out she was lying, I bet that's extra fuck you. Yeah, no, she was, it was devastating for their family. One of Nicole's statements publicly was this. The Trinity County Sheriff's Office did not have a search and rescue team at the time, and when my family and I reached out to organizations for help, everyone was too busy searching for Sherry. We could have used some of those volunteers and more boots on the ground. And how terrible that whole time Sherry was just sitting at her ex-boyfriend's house eating cereal and crushing his dreams of receiving a Hummer oh from God. a little blonde woman. So we just want to save people we want to fuck, is that it? I mean, that's... That's so nasty. It human is, beings are bad. <laughs> I think that there's human beings are bad and good. And I think that. Right. We are good, too. It's 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 complicated. But also, yes, there's a lot of prejudice in this world with regards to how we deal with victims and who becomes a real victim, quote unquote. And also, you know, it's like we also do a bit of it's a bit a bit of misogyny and sexism, too, thrown in there because 
because she's middle-aged and, you know, they, they don't have the, oh, she, look at she's little, she's mommy to a little baby. Suddenly her life doesn't matter as much anymore. You Interesting. Know? I hate that because I always yeah. found older women hot. I love older women. And but for some reason, society's like, no, no, no. But then, you know, what a lot of men look up is MILF porn. What yeah, is oh it, yeah. dudes? Of course. What no. do you want? That, I think that that idea of like the infantilizing of women is something that was brought on to into media by like four dudes in the 90s. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think that's how most normal people... You shouldn't fetishize people's ages regardless, you know what right, I mean? But right. like But we had Golden Girls and like mm-hmm. good luck putting that on today. And that's why people I think still have that show cuz it's like yeah. it was so progressive for the time and then it just uh went real back backpedaled. <laughs> cuz it was like one two, like studio exec. It was. There there was a big sh- cultural shift in TV. I think we've talked about it on the show where um older women were getting airtime like designing women as well like things like that Love and that show. Um, Sybil. Yeah, and I man I was obsessed with Mama's Family. Then there was a dude who came in and was like, "No, we want baby women. Hot teens fucking." And then they got it for about 15 years. I love it. I don't like watching teenagers have sex. I think it's gross. And I know you could be like, Amber, they're older. They're actors. I still think it's disgusting. Oh, yeah. I can't watch any porn that says like, teen gets it in the butt. Uh Uh-uh. I don't want anything that even says the word teen. No, go to school. It's gross to me. I don't care. I'm not saying that those women doing that are gross. I'm saying that I don't find it arousing for the, I want a woman to look like an adult. And yes, like an adult. And yeah. she's happy to be there and not like tricked. Yes. Yeah. That's 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 always, you know, it's always a good thing to, to look for in your sexual. Right. Are both bruising. parties willing? Yeah. Are people smiling? Um, <laughs> BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. So anyway, Nicole, who's again Stacy's daughter, says the last time she saw her mom was a few weeks before and that she seemed pretty normal, like happy and nothing seemed off um, because most of Stacy's family was grown. They didn't see each other every day, but they talked regularly and they saw each other regularly, especially for the holidays. Um, you know, just like an average family. Nicole had plans to hang out with her mom on Halloween that year, which again is 2016. They tended to speak, uh, you know, a time or two a week. But when Nicole didn't get a hold of her that week before Halloween, she didn't immediately think something was wrong. She just assumed her mom was busy 
And since they had those Halloween plans, she just went about her day and didn't think much on it. Okay. However, as Halloween rolled around and she still wasn't getting a response from her mother, some alarm bells started going off. Stacy's mom, Nicole's grandmother, was concerned. And after trying to get a hold of her multiple times, they discovered her phone was disconnected. Oh, red flag. Which is not good. Yeah. When that happens, that's that must be pretty a pretty scary moment when you're looking for someone and their phone is now off. That's horrifying. What is it just like boop, boop, boop? Is that the sound it makes? I don't know. I, I guess maybe. I've had the same phone number for 20 years or something. So I don't know what happens, but they found it to be disconnected. And so that's scary. Uh, so they're like, okay, well, we need to now go on foot to the house. And she uh, was at the time living with a boyfriend. Uh-oh, red flags. So they go, okay, we're going to go find him. Um, so Stacy and this boyfriend, whose name is Tony Brand, had been cohabitating since spring of that year. So just about six months Old Tony here is a karaoke DJ <laughs> and a Ew. home care worker. I know. Ew, I bet he has a ponytail. He's got like mirrored sunglasses and, you oh, know, God. like he's had goatees and stuff like that. Does so he have you're opinions? not far off. Okay. Does he sit in his car and videotape himself with opinions? <laughs> you know those kind of guys? Yeah, I don't know. I, I think he's probably clean. I couldn't find much online about him. I think if he had social media, he's wiped it off the the internet now. As far as Stacy's family knew, Stacy was happy with Tony that they had a good relationship at first. <laughs> but about a month before the last known sighting of her, Stacy called her mom crying one day saying that Tony had cheated on her. Tony, the karaoke DJ, he has multiple women? Yeah, Fucking, can you imagine? What kind of world are we living in, Natalie? I don't a know. A karaoke DJ you can't can trust pull anybody. Multiple women. Can't trust anybody. You can't touch the karaoke DJ. Who are you going to trust? She was, of course, very upset, but it seems as though they had worked through it. I say worked through it like they were going through it together. They weren't. You know what I mean? Like they- We decide, talked it out. Right. And we. I'm sorry. It's like that. It, no. Yeah. Cheating is not ups and downs of a relationship. It's I'll go ahead not. and say it. If they start cheating, say, okay, bye. And also that's the, when you live together and you're not married, and I know I'm about to sound like some old school marm here, but like he could cheat and fuck around and like you kick him out, he would be like, no. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I do think you should live together before marriage. Right? Yeah. Well, you're the one that's married. I mean, I- <laughs> I would I, I would definitely even. recommend it simply because that old traditional idea of like wait until you're married to to live together, you learn a lot about a person when you move together. So if you get the right. marriage first and then move in and then some stuff is bad, you know what I mean? You're right, you're right. Um but maybe just, you know, you could Take some time before you move in together. Although I moved in with Henry really quickly. I think when it's just right, it's kind of right, you know? Yeah. Don't take advice from me, please. I've dated the worst men on earth. I so. mean, I'm still single, so I'm going to take advice from Natalie. <laughs> Lie. Lie. Um, karaoke DJ. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so what? regardless of what happened between them, they didn't break up at that time, and she didn't move out. So... Now, fast forward to Halloween, and they're trying to get a hold of Tony. Um, 
he because obviously he must know where she is. They live together. But lo and behold, they cannot find Tony either. Huh. Is so, he karaoke DJing somewhere? I mean, he, as far as I can find anywhere in the media, he they, they have not been able to account for where he was at that time. Wow. The police might know, but I don't know if they know or Just not. Just look up the block parties, you know? Well, we'll get into the area, but it's microscopic. They can't find him. They decide to start basically traipsing around the neighborhood and trying to talk to the neighbors and being like, have you guys seen anybody? Have you guys seen them? Have you seen anything happening? And they finally get some sign of life from one of her neighbors. Tony and Stacy had actually apparently attended a birthday party at this neighbor's house on October 15th. So shortly after her daughter, Nicole, had spoken with Stacy. So, you know, maybe Stacy and Nicole had a conversation, uh, you know, a few days before this. And then they had made their Halloween plans. And so they were, you know, maybe not going to see each other until then or whatever. But then on this October 15th, they were spotted at this birthday party. And this neighbor says that after the party was ending, they witnessed the couple fighting Though not clear what about. Probably the cheating. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't seem like probably at that point, because by, by October 15th, it would have been a month or so after that phone call she gave her mom. So uh -huh. she probably wasn't actually over it. You know what I mean? No, you never do. Maybe the facial hair. She's yelling at him about that. Shave your yeah. stupid, <laughs> stupid little thing. Yeah, maybe it was. So they are last time they're seen together they are fighting with each other which is not a good sign no when the family got this confirmation from the neighbor they decide they need to file a missing persons report this happens on november 2nd the same day that sherry pulled her little act even though the critical first days and weeks were shadowed by sherry eventually the sheriff's department begins focusing on stacy's case it was really frustratingly perplexing because there weren't any immediately noticeable signs of foul play. Perhaps they would have found it had it been a little earlier, but, you know, that's neither here nor there at this point. And Stacy, so Stacy had deep roots in this town of Lewiston, well past her immediate family, like we were just talking about. I mean, they, they have, as far as I know, had lived in this area for generations. Yeah. And... I don't know if you've taken a trip to Lewiston on Google Maps Air before, but it's um, absolutely stunning. It is so beautiful, but it is mostly wilderness. There's a lot of forest. So the town itself is tiny. Like, it's teeny tiny. I imagine most people who live there have one degree of separation from everybody else. You know, so she had friends, she had coworkers, acquaintances that saw her every day, and none of them claimed to have had any contact with her whatsoever after that critical October 15th sighting. I guess they were just busy living their own lives and they never thought like, oh, right, I haven't seen her. Yeah, I, I don't think it would have been totally weird for them to not immediately notice she was gone, but it is notable to say that not a single person had a text from her wow. after that day. You know what I mean? Or like saw her in the street. Um, so it's not a good sign because we'll get into what Tony's saying here. For a few weeks, there is no notice from Tony. If you'll recall, he's also missing at this point. I feel like you just got to follow the strobe lights and the glitter and you'll find Tony. Right. All the confetti. On November 8th, however, he suddenly returns to his home alone. 
Stacy's family says that he was cordial with them, polite, willing to speak with them. But ultimately, he was doing that thing that I can picture him doing that I've seen a lot of people who are involved with missing people's cases do where they're just like, they're like, can you tell us like what happened? I don't know. Uh, I guess like, I don't really know. Oh, like skirting the question. Like there was some guy we talked about season one and we were talking about how like, fuck you. Cause he just wouldn't answer. Oh, I any- bet you're talking about Angela Green's husband. Yes. Probably. Cause yeah. he was like that to his daughter. Just being like, I don't know. She's just, oh, oh. And she's like directly asking him, like, when did you see her last? Right. Uh, That's a question. Wow. Yes. That this is basically what this guy was doing to Stacey's family. Infuriating. It makes me want to like shake them. Yeah. That's physical assault. I know. You can't do that, Amber. But it is, that is the kind of like shoulder shake that you used to see in movies they do to women who were freaking out. Like, I want to do it to these guys. Yeah. Backhand. No, we're not hitting. I'm sorry. We're not hitting. We're not. We don't condone violence. But that's what they want because then they could be like, oh, whoa, you're hitting me. Yeah. You can't do that. Yeah. And also just so confident in their I'm a white guy-ness. Just not even concerned about like looking guilty. Just like, I don't know. I don't know. I'm stupid. Yeah. So... I'm not even saying he necessarily did something. I mean, I do think that, but just it's this thing that some shitty people do in these situations. They just sort of get clammed up, clammed up and sullen like a child who's broken a vase and is asked about it. It's right. like even if this guy didn't do something, he's acting super apathetic in my opinion or he's just like not – he doesn't care. and He's like annoyed that he has Ugh. to deal with it. There was a guy I was kind of seeing, like he would come over to my place and like eat me out. You know what I mean? And I found out he has a long-term girlfriend that lives in another state. And I was like asking him about it. And he was like, you could say that, I guess. I don't quite, I wouldn't put it that way. And I'm like, is, do you have a girlfriend? I don't know. That's the thing that you can like debate. What is a girlfriend? I don't know. Yeah, yuck. He was a piece of shit. Oh, man, I, I'm sure people listening are just like, this girl is crazy. Opening up the show. Who, you? Me? I'm fine. You are fine. <laughs> In both senses of the term. Thanks for the head, bucko. I always thought, you know, and anybody listening, if somebody ever comes over and gives you a bunch of head and, like, they don't really undress or have sex with you, I think that's a red flag. Yeah, but also if you are willing to be the recipient of the head and, and have no connection to it, I mean, you could just also be cool with that. But... Not if they're sort of like feeding you a storyline about what they're doing. No. Yeah. And their other girl, a whole state away. I'm sorry we've been talking about oral sex a lot on this episode. I'm very sorry. Um, we are recording on a Saturday and both of us are, I think, are hungover right now. So Probably. basically he's doing this thing. He won't give them any sort of information at all. So the family has to start making calls to people who knew both Stacy and Tony through these friends, they get the story that Tony has told them. So Tony has talked to other people, but not to Stacey's family. He's scared. Certainly seems like it. So through these friends, they learn that presumably around the October 15th party, he's saying Stacy became, quote, violent, and he had to force her to move out. Oh, boo. Fuck you. He does not mention this to Stacy's family, however. 
The story doesn't clock for so many reasons. I mean, for one, if he simply kicked her out of his house, why would she not reach out to literally anyone? Her mom's down the road. Yeah. Like I can see in that moment, you know, maybe she was upset that evening or something and didn't call immediately, but she was so close to so many people in that town she it seems crazy that she wouldn't go see like her daughter who's been an advocate for her was like she would never just like abandon us and and not tell anybody yeah i guess i got kicked out of my house all right uh i guess i'll go sleep in a hotel and not tell my family and and where they are there i'm sure there's some hotels but it's like a tiny town it's not like people wouldn't have seen her somewhere that's the other part that i just don't believe that like if she just simply was kicked out and like even if she hightailed it out of town or something, it wouldn't make any sense for no one to have seen her. She also has not used her debit card. So that's also you red know. flag. Also, it's her fucking house. What do you mean? He kicked her out of the house. I think she moved into his house. At oh, one point. oops. <laughs> Never but mind. I mean, they she was cohabitating with him. So she does have rights there. Yeah. And this relationship, you know, with Tony, while it's sort of serious, it wasn't some 12-year marriage that where she was so intertwined with this man that she would feel, you know, like she couldn't ha- – she didn't have anywhere to go. At least that's how I see it. I mean, I'm seeing it obviously from the extreme outside of this, but I that makes no sort of sense to me that he would kick her out and she just like wouldn't tell her family. So – When her family confronted Tony with this information that their mutual friends said, he starts to backpedal a little and he's like, oh, yeah, I did. That's right. I did kick her out. But she's been in and out of the house, you know, since then. So she must be fine. And then they're like, you mean you've seen her? And he's like, no, like she's just been in and out. Not when I was here, but... She's definitely been in the house. Yeah, we had like a Capri Sun went missing, so she yes, came in. she's fine, I think. Cool, thanks, Tony. Um, <laughs> so the family's like, okay, well, can we please look through the house just for, you know, not accusatory, just see if we see any clues about we recognize something there. Yeah, maybe she wrote a note. Right. So he says, okay, and when they look inside, there's – you know, there's no immediate signs of struggle. I mean, I imagine he wouldn't have let them in if there was stuff broken. Right. You could come in. There's like, like shoe prints on the wall. Right. Right. So they go in and they notice that, you know, there's no major red flags, but then they find that all of her belongings are still there in the house. So she's been kicked out moved to where exactly and didn't take any of her belongings. Okay. Okay, Jet. I guess I'll just wander the streets with just the clothes on my back. No big deal. Bye. And and there is always, you know, that that when people are suffering from mental illness, that has happened in missing cases where they just like lose they disorient themselves to the point where they become literally homeless people. But Stacy was not in was not displaying any sort of sign that anything like that was happening to her. No. And also, if that were the case, you would think that you would hope that her boyfriend would be upfront about, I think she had was having mental disturbances, like she needs help. None of that happened. So it doesn't seem to be the case that she just wandered into the streets. They want, so they're, go, they're like, okay, well, Tony, would you take a lie detector test? Let's just get it done, even though those aren't admissible in court. 
it does look good for that person. You know, like Keith Papini took one immediately. He's like, yes, I have nothing to do with this. Let's get me out of the equation. Yeah. So they asked Tony to do it and he refuses. No, no, you can't make me take the test. Yeah. So initially he says no. Then Nicole's husband, who's also been, you know, really helpful in this case, he starts to pressure him on social media and online. So eventually Tony kind of like bends and agrees that he'll do it. Is it because another man was like, you got to do this, bro? Yeah, I think he was like shaming him online. Yeah, because if a bunch of women, it'll take like 20 women, like, please take this test. Yeah. And Tony's just like, nah, I got to go DJ. Right. <laughs> One dude comes up, he's like, take this test, dude. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, he says okay. And he like... Nicole's husband sets up the, like a lawyer to help him. And he's like, listen, we'll make it all up on, you know, on the upside. We're not trying to like frame you for something. Mm -hmm. And so Tony's like, all right, I'll do it. And so the husband sets up a time and place with lie detector test people. And Tony just doesn't show up. Fuck you. So that's great. He just doesn't come. He knows what he's doing. And I bet he's going to be like, oh, I forgot. Put it in my planner. Oh, yeah. I don't know what he uses as an excuse, to be honest. So... They are, the family's left to try to dig up any record that they can about her, you know, her e-footprint, essentially, those two weeks. Her daughter, Nicole, says, My mom was spending a lot of time at the Lewiston Moose Lodge in Lewiston around the time of her disappearance. She last used her debit card at Lewiston Mini Mart and lived by Pine Cove Marina near Lewiston Lake. So I looked all these places up and like the entirety of the, the town, it's just really rustic. Like both of those buildings sort of look like lob, log cabins pushed into like a bunch of trees. Cute. I like that. Because when I hear Moose Lodge in, in Mini Mart, I'm immediately thinking of like, you know, urban sprawl. Yeah. But it's not it looks like right out of Twin Peaks. It's very woods. It's pretty. It's cute. It's really pretty. I like that aesthetic. It's better than like this concrete shit we have here. Yeah, totally. But this setting is, you know, there's. She just mentioned that that her and Tony lived by this marina. It's one of the reasons the family spent a lot of time focused on this marina area near Tony's house. It's essentially, the woods along the edge of the lake there push up against the back of Tony's house as well as the lake. So it's as in a person could go, say, from his house through the cover of forest and end up at the shore of this lake. He also had direct access to the water right behind his house, but it would have been a little more exposed. But he could also, or somebody could also, if they needed to hide under the cover of nature, would have access through the woods to the lake directly from that property. Oh my God. I feel like this sounds kind of terrifying. Like on a moonlit night, you like say some words and a creature comes out of the lake. Yeah. It's so beautiful, truly, but it is a place that I find personally terrifying because it's yeah. the forest again. We got to just got to get these forests out of here. Just get them out. Cut all the trees. We're being facetious for anybody who's <laughs> upset by this. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. 
Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. That, that's, that's at least a, it's questionable about, you know, that's a little bit of a, a putting a pin in it. Yeah. Going like, okay, he's not charged with anything. He may only be guilty of being apathetic, but there is easy access to these things. Wouldn't he be sad if his girlfriend went missing? Like, wouldn't he be like, oh, no, I'll help you find her? Well, we'll have a statement here in a minute, but... At this point, within the next year or so, the only leads or clues that the family has um, up to now is, one, detectives eventually discovered that there is a piece of carpet removed from the house after Stacy's disappearance. Oh, I bet there was blood on it and he picked it up. I mean, it's, it's a theory. Um, and then, two, uh, a couple years after this all happened, a woman who knows Tony approached the family and told them that Tony told her that he had put her somewhere. What? So this woman's basically saying she has information that from Tony directly that he did something. <gasps> Most of the details of this are not public. So it's unclear why this hasn't seemed to move the needle at all on this case. Some of the police's behavior through this um, is kind of, it feels frustrating uh, to me, but... You always have to hold on to hope that they know more information than the public and that it's not just them being inadequate, which really, it seems to me to be about a 50-50 roll of the dice most of the time. Damn. I feel like I'd be a bad cop simply because if I knew all the details, I'd be like, and then Tony did it, and then the carpet, and then bop, 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 and then like the case would just be like well, unusable. Yeah. I do think that there is the other side of that coin, though, is that sometimes egos get involved and they withhold information because they want to be the special arbiters of the information. Right. When in reality, they're holding the case back. That's not all the time, but I think that sometimes that happens. For what it's worth, her daughter, Nicole, thinks that there was an accident of some sort and that someone, I think she believes it's Tony, panicked and hid her body somewhere. But it still stands that we don't really know much six years later, which is really a bummer. It's, it sucks. Um, and then Tony really doesn't talk to the media or do much. He wasn't ever really helping the family search for her or anything like that. He wasn't involved. That's suspicious, Tony. Yeah. The police say that he's being cooperative, but he's not helping at all. He, in 2019, he did make a statement to Crime Watch Daily. Tony was in a loving, intimate relationship with Stacy, which ended with as much mystery to him as anyone else. He has cooperated fully with the investigators in this case and is afraid for Stacy as any of her other loved ones. That's a lie. Yeah, it's pretty generic. If this is the case, he's, you know, if he actually is heartbroken and really wants answers to... He doesn't seem to be very helpful. He's not in good standing with the family for sure. And maybe that's just because the family doesn't want to trust him or something. But, you know, he lawyered up and he's kind of shut down and won't talk to anybody about it most Ugh, of the time. What a stupid life he lives. <laughs> just in his little house, just like not talking to anybody. Yeah. Ew. Yeah, it's not 
great. What are you doing, dude? I don't know. For now, we'll say, you know, we have Stacy Smart. She has been missing since somewhere in mid-October. Her She was reported missing November 2nd, 2016. She is 5'8". She weighs 180 pounds. She has blue eyes and she has blonde hair, which I think is dyed. So uh, it wouldn't potentially be a darker color at this point. Um, she... At the time, again, had platinum blonde hair, and she would always wear it in a pixie kind of haircut. And she has a tattoo of a red lotus bloom on her lower back. If you've seen her or know anything about this case, please call the Trinity County Sheriff's Department at 530-623-3740. Or you can leave an anonymous tip as well at 530-378-4491. There is currently a $10,000 reward uh, through the Secret Witness Program uh, for a credible lead. And so while Stacy was overshadowed by Sherry, she still had a strong family unit fighting for her publicly. So she got some coverage. They still maintain the Help Find Stacy Smart Facebook page and they speak to the media, even though it's incredibly painful to them every time. Mm. There has been... Even less coverage of another woman whose name is Hilaria Marmolejo. Hilaria embodies the essence of what I was mentioning earlier in the show. There is only one photo circulating of her. And the outlets that report on her cycle the same two paragraphs over and over. Even old news stories and video seem to have been pulled offline for some reason. Their links go to error pages when you try to watch the news reports. It's... It's really tragic. That's weird. Ladia was 24 when she went missing in 2016. So the area she's from is called Corning. And it's in the same little swatch of area that Redding, um, Shasta Lake, Lewiston, all these places that we're talking about, these different women, it's all very close. It's, you know, less than an hour from where Sherry uh, was living. So... She was reported as a missing person by her parents on September 12th of that year. So this was prior to Sherry. And though she was reported missing prior to Sherry's stunt, the contrast of coverage is so startling. Hilaria, though young and really quite beautiful. Yeah, she's gorgeous. She did not come from affluence and is of Hispanic descent, which gives her a disadvantage generally. Beyond the couple paragraphs, you have to dig pretty deep into Facebook to even find anyone who knew her talking about her. I don't know if this is because she doesn't have many advocates or if it's her family are not native English speakers, so they're not being taken seriously, or if the family is trying to get more attention and is simply not being heard. But it's really, I have not been able to find a single one of uh, her family members talking to the media. So I don't know uh, why that is exactly. Oh my God. Can you imagine going missing? And then like, there's just no news reports. No one taught, like you can't find anything on it. Like, like you weren't ever even there to begin with. Yeah. That's terrifying. Yeah. And the people who would post on some of her missing posters in 2016, all would say they knew her from an old job or, or they they knew her when she was a kid and they all said she was exceptionally kind and that she loved the two children that she had that I will talk about uh, and was a really gentle soul. So although she hadn't been seen since August 23rd, 
It wasn't until September 12th that her parents reported to the sheriff's office that she was missing. The way that it's always worded in these blurbs about her seems kind of accusatory to me, which is like pretty messed up. She went missing. It's all her fault. Like and that? also her parents like didn't even do it right away. Yeah, it was like two weeks. I don't even I don't know anything about her parents because they're not um, speaking to the media or nobody will let them speak. I'm not sure which is the one, but. That's not a crazy amount of time. She was an adult with her own family. So not every family talks every day or even right. every week. For all we know, her parents are just like very, very busy or maybe they had a mutually strained relationship. It's not that unusual. So she was last seen on August 23rd by, I believe, her parents uh, and uh, allegedly her boyfriend. So she's also known as Hilaria Duran. She lived on a street called McLean Avenue with her boyfriend, whose name is Jorge Luis Garcia Sandoval, and their two young children, uh, who were four and one at the time, who are now older, sadly. That's so tiny to be have your mom gone. Yeah, especially after it being, you know, six years later, and now you're really old enough to understand. What happened? And I bet and they still have flashbacks of her. I, I, I imagine. You know, so the night that she was last seen, she had been at a casino with her parents, actually, according to the sheriff in the area. And then she went back to her home sometime between one and two a.m. that morning. She left her house, according to this boyfriend, after telling him that she was leaving him for another man. Whoa. I don't that doesn't sound like something a woman would do. Mm -mm. To be honest, like I'm leaving you for another man. Okay, bye. It's just a dangerous position to put yourself in. For sure. Cuz men they get crazy violent. Yes. So the sheriff's office says this information has not been confirmed and I think what they mean by that is that that is the testimony of the boyfriend but there's no corroborating evidence of this. Yeah, who knows. Um the only thing she took or the only thing that is missing from the property was her driver's license. So this is the story we're mostly getting from her boyfriend, which, of course, a lot of people don't buy. No. Of the a few accounts that we do have, all the people say that she was dedicated to her children and she loved them. So, yeah, she was just going to leave her kids with a strange man? No way. The, the man she was living with was, I believe, the father of the children, but it doesn't check out that she would just abandon her children. No. Also, that if you were going to leave your boyfriend, that you wouldn't do it at 2 a.m. and just, like, walk into the darkness with no. nothing. Only your driver's license. You need some lipstick. You know what I mean? And also, you would take your kids, you know? Yeah. Like, I don't believe that she would have just, like, left her kids there. I don't. I don't know this woman, of course. I don't. Unfortunately, we have so little information on her, but I, I choose to believe with the information that we do have that she would not have done that. So, yes, the off the sheriff finds her disappearance to be suspicious, which is great. Sheriff's office, fucking stellar <laughs> work. And they don't know why her disappearance was not reported earlier by the uh, boyfriend who I do put blame on for not being reported earlier. The parents is one thing. The boyfriend not reporting her being gone for that many weeks again Weird. is... Quite a red flag. I guess she's just with another man. I don't know. I just want her to be happy somewhere. I can totally see him just trying to play like the good guy with it. Yeah. There's no explanation as to why she would leave her small children uh, behind and also not any of her belongings. Again, with just like, 
oh yeah, she left. She just didn't take any of her stuff. I don't know. Maybe he's doing some of that. Oh, no. I don't know. I don't know. I oh. guess I might have another girlfriend in another state. That's a weird question you put there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So this one really breaks my heart because I, I, as much as I could go into the internet and, and do research and, and try to find somebody to reach out to, there's just so little coverage or even anybody representing her online. There's no Facebook pages. There's people, a couple people who've been posting about her, but they don't seem to even be related or know her. And like, it's always just this sort of same little like repeating of this information because nobody has pursued it further. It really makes me so sad. And I wish that there was somebody who would speak up for her and be an advocate and maybe there somebody is trying. We don't know. Yeah. If anyone listening to the show knows her or her family, please feel free free to email us at someplaceunderneath.com. But also, of course, if you have any direct information about this disappearance, you, you should go to the, the sheriff's office, not to us. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's as, li- that's as little information as we have on her. And I just – it really breaks my heart that this happened right around when Sherry did her thing and how – fast Hilaria was just sort of wiped off the planet and I, I don't know that anybody's I assume her case was considered open but I can't imagine that police are pursuing anything right now so you know we're thinking of Hilaria today if you have any information at all you can reach out to Detective Chad Parker at 530-529-7920 or 24 hours a day for dispatch at 530-529-7900. She is at today would be 30. Um, mm. She would be about 30 years old now. She is 5'1", weighs 127 pounds, so pretty small. Brown hair, brown eyes, medium complexion. She is Hispanic and... Also has two kids. Like, they yeah. want to see their mom. Yeah. So... His story is suspicious, to say the least. And if he did, in fact, do something to her, the fact that he's just getting to live his life and take care of her children is uh, disgusting. So we don't know. Maybe it's some other random thing for some reason we don't understand. I hope somebody comes out and speaks for her in some way. For this series, I want to actually donate to Stacy's GoFundMe. I wish that Hilaria had one, but um, I know that Stacy's case is a bit old but they are still active like her family's still actively part of the search so they have you know they're not near their goal yet and so I'm going to donate to them and if you feel like you want to give it a dollar or two I will link her GoFundMe page on the socials and um yeah I don't like I don't like Sherry and I don't like Tony I'm going to be forthcoming with that. We've had a lot of anger here on this show. It's, you know, justified. Yeah, it's righteous anger, I think. Um, It's good to get it out. We're a lot, you know, everybody's a little, should be mad about these things. And then we also have to take our times to not be... um, Violent physically? and, And also not be upset in our own brains. We need to have restful moments as well. Right. And every time when you're with somebody and they won't, that's an interesting question you just said there. Like, get away from this person. 
break up with them, yes. leave them, just yes. buy. Yeah. And they'll probably try to get back in your life, but the person that won't answer a direct question, fucking cut them out of your life. What are you, NASA? Yeah. Um, so, and Amber, I just thought of this randomly. If you're, you know, you're gonna not do some dating apps for a while and you need some like smut for yourself, uh, we're reading the series, uh, A Court of Thorns and Roses. And Ooh. Real spicy. Is it like medieval? It's like, um, I would put it somewhere between Game of Thrones, Harry Potter, and Beauty and the Beast. Interesting. Um, really violent, really, ner- really dirty. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. So that goes out to all of you as well if you need smut in your life. <laughs> um, you can follow us at someplace underneath and all the socials, and you follow me at The Natty Jean. Amber Smelson. Yeah. So this will be right before the LPN show. And if you're not in Nashville, um, we are doing a live stream version of it. Uh, I yeah. don't remember what this link is or anything, but I'm sure we could post it on our page. Yeah, tune in. Put on your PJs, crack open a cold one, and listen to some spun. And and brighter side, uh, Wizard and the Bruiser, uh, last podcast, one of the other should know dogs. Yeah. Some other ones. Yeah, we got, yeah. We got Adventures of Danny and Mike. We got... Reformed Whores will be there. Reformed Whores are playing. Uh, Story Must Be Told performing. I'm going to get yelled at for whatever show I'm not thinking about. <laughs> um, all right, guys. It is Natalie and Amber, Saucy Pert and Gracie as always. Peace. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors, you can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio... And producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Dental Associates of Northern Virginia redefine what it means to visit the dentist. Get top-quality, personalized support from committed experts who prioritize the well-being and satisfaction of you and your family. Care is centered on a highly personalized treatment plan backed by the trust and support of long-lasting relationships. Schedule your next appointment by visiting dental1-va.com slash offer slash SiriusXM.